take these shots. Oh, oh here we go. Hello and welcome back to Hold On I'm Talking Brother. My name is Joe Greenwood and you are listening to our UFC 271 review of Adesanya vs Whitaker 2. This went down this past weekend, Saturday night for the middleweight title. And Tom Ballam, how are you on this fine day and how did you find this card overall? Hi Joe. Hello everybody. Uh, yeah, it was it was great, wasn't it? It was a good mix of upsets, some thunderous finishes, and uh, an interesting main event. Uh, a, a bit of a tactical battle. Yeah, it was it was definitely interesting. I think is maybe the kindest response I've heard so far. A lot of people have been uh, dunking on it, and that's where we're going to kick off. We're going to start with the main event. We'll get into it right now. Uh, Israel. Adesanya, the last stylebender, retains his middleweight title with a unanimous decision over Robert Whittaker. Five rounds, went the distance. And is the, here's the big question, Tom. How did you score this main event? Well, this is just it. Um, I'm particularly excited to get into this with you right now, Joe, because we actually haven't shared uh, our impressions of the fight at all. So no. I do not know what you're going to say. Uh, and I also have to say, I've watched this fight once with the commentary, and my only other interaction is listening to a couple of post-fight interviews, and then a little peek on a uh, certain social media platform. Um, I'll say this to you, Joe. I was surprised to see that some people thought that Whitaker could have won this fight. Yeah. I'm, I'm exactly the same. Okay. I, I don't... I don't... I was ready for war then, Joe. I was, I was primed. Oh, no. Uh, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you now this, because I want to see where we fall on this line. Which rounds do you think Robert Whittaker won? And I say rounds plural, mm. up to you to disguise, decide if it is plural. It's not plural for me. Okay. But again, I've only given it one look. Uh, much like the judges only get one look and they see it live. And yes, I'm, I was listening to the commentary with uh, with Michael Bisping and Daniel Cormier. Uh, the only round that Whitaker won was round five for me. I gave it 49-46 to Adesanya. Okay. Round five is the only definitive round that I gave to Whitaker. The only other one that I was inclined to give him was round two. And on my scoring of that one, I initially wrote Izzy, question mark, scratch that out, and I put Whitaker question mark. So that's the only round that I'm slightly 50-50 on. And to be honest, I'm not decisive on who I would give that round. Every other round I'm pretty decisive on. It was Adesanya winning. All right, Joe, let me just pounce on you right there. Uh, round two, then, going to round two. Uh, Adesanya landed 24 strikes to Whitaker's 17. He was imperious in his uh, takedown defense, briefly taken down by Rob, but then shrugged him off. And uh, it was 16 significant strikes to Whitaker's 12. Um, so Adesanya landing more, chopping the leg. Yeah. That was a round for Adesanya for me, Joe. 10 9. Uh, I think the reason why I was leaning towards um, 
Whitaker on that one is that at least from my notes, um, I've watched, I watched the fight twice yesterday. Was that Whitaker landed bigger shots in that round, but they were uh, infrequent, whereas Adesanya landed the more sort of frequent shots. So that's why I initially was sort of leaning towards Adesanya. I, still on my second watch, I couldn't really split the round, but I think probably overall, I probably would lean towards Adesanya with that round. Um, I, my main note, by the way, on the round that Whitaker did win, which was round five, and I think everyone's pretty unanimous in that of uh, of him winning that round. Was that uh, my note was that this the whole fight needed to be this for Whitt- for Whitaker to win it. This is it needs to be bitty, grimy, chest to chest, you know, um, with sort of takedown sort of uh, layered in there. It's just that I think Rob got off to such a poor start that I think the rounds that he did better in rounds two, three, four, and five, people have slightly exaggerated the quality of of his output because of that first round. I don't know how you sort of read it. That could be the case. I certainly felt that Rob was uh, was uh, nervous again. Um, not not to sure. the same extent we saw in the first fight, but um, definitely didn't want to get clipped um, in that same way. I think that was living in his memory. And you could certainly see that, you know, when Rob created some openings, uh, especially earlier on, but he, actually throughout the fight, he, he didn't necessarily capitalise you know, I have notes, mm. for example, in um, in round four, uh, which some people, I believe, maybe considered that Rob uh, could have won. Actually, in mm. terms of strikes there, they were pretty even. Um, my note mm. there is uh, after Rob had... Uh, I think he it was on Izzy's back for a moment. They were close up against yeah. the cage. And then uh, I think Rob landed that, that left left hand. And, and then he just backed off. Backed yeah. off, cleared the space. It was... It was crazy like he had Izzy in the position that he needs him to be in to win the fight you know in the range he was the problem was dealt with he had got into the space he had landed his shot and he backed off Joe so yeah there wasn't a lot of follow-up that that was the main thing as well of that round and I think what the thing is I think Rob had a lot of unique moments against Adesanya moments that a lot of people haven't had like Vittori didn't even get close to him with with in his performance against Adesanya for the title, same for Costa. Rob, you know, he was on his back a couple times in a um, advanced position, but because Adesanya is just so quick and strong in getting up that people just almost seem to ignore it because oh, Rob got into that position, so that means he must have won that round. It's like no, he go on. Well, no, Joe, just sitting here, uh, just in agreement with you. Uh, because it was like Izzy was so imperious in his defense. He looked so strong, so well set. He was up so fast um, mm. that you know, I, I in some of those moments, I ended up favoring Adesanya more. You know, because he he just shrugged Rob off largely. His sprawl was yeah. was faster. Um, never looked Rob never looked like progressing when he briefly had Adesanya's back, and. Um, you know, I, 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 most of those moments I didn't really score necessarily in Rob's favour. Yeah, I mean, the control time um, for Rob... I'll break this down for you right here. So, round two, 52 seconds. Round three, 30 seconds. Round four, 40 seconds. That's when he got on his back. And then round five, uh, one minute 38. No ground and pound landed. At all, one submission attempt, kind of in the fourth when he was on his back, 
again, not really. To me, Adesanya's defence was, as you say, imperious in this fight. And I think part of it is that Rob is such a likeable guy that people want to will him into winning this. And also, I think there is something that I think that maybe a lot of fans now have, which is that they want to see the new guy. They want to see a new champion. They want to experience the, oh my God, this guy won. It's like, he didn't win this fight. Like, the guy who beats Adesanya, and there is someone who has beaten him, the guy who beats Adesanya for the middleweight title, you are really going to appreciate that moment when it happens, if it ever does happen. Why would you want to try and force this moment into happening that's not there? Joe, uh, Rob Whittaker versus Adesanya 3. Give it to me now. <laughs> I, I would absolutely... I, by the way, I really like this fight. I know it was a little bit slow at times or whatever, but... I was getting a lot from it in a sort of the sort of tactical side of it. it was really interesting. The fact that Rob didn't really throw his right hand to to prevent any potential counters from Adesanya was very interesting. Um, did you find it odd, by the way, j- just talking about the reaction? Why were people booing at the end of this fight? Well, um, I don't think I'll be alienating our our core audience in saying this. You know, like MMA, it's still a, an emerging sport, and you know, when you've just watched, uh, we're going to get onto the other fights in a minute. But when you've just watched a fucking hellacious bow, yeah, that's true. <laughs> put down, uh, you know, your prime time star and a man drinking beer from a shoe. Um, <laughs> Are you ready for a tactical exchange like we saw in, in that fight? Do you appreciate those smaller moments? Maybe not. I mean, Joe, like, uh, uh, I'm speaking for myself here. I haven't had a lot of experience watching uh, UFC live. You know, we haven't quite got our press passes yet. Dana, no. if you're listening, you know, uh, we'll let you know the address. Just drop us an email. Hook a brother up. Come on. Hook a brother up. Um but, you know, I think you're able when, when you're watching, to be honest, when you're watching it on the TV, much like watching a football match, actually, you catch more detail um, when you're on, analysing it on the big screen. And if you're, sure. you know, a couple of hundred metres away from the stadium in the top top stand, you drunk some booze, yeah. you know. You, <laughs> maybe you're not really Clarity, clarity no. of thought's not there, yeah. No, no. Um, Fair enough. Just, just, just quickly... Uh, I'm not. I, I'm not super hyped about Whitaker Adesanya three personally, because um, mm. I, I just didn't think it was that close, and the first fight certainly wasn't close. As much as I love Rob, I, a couple of fights here for him at middleweight, but yeah, I, I'm trying to envisage that like setup where I'm, I want to watch this fight a third time. I think Rob was kind of thinking it maybe it was. It was done, and it was like, wait, no, it can't be done. I've got to aim towards something. But I think that something is mm. really Adesanya going up and <laughs> clearing the division and letting him get back to to reigning over the, you know. The... Do you think that will will happen? Do you think Adesanya will vacate at a certain point and just move up to two hundred five? And I mean, if Adesanya moves up and fails in winning at two hundred five, then I guess he could go back down. But <laughs> it's this sort of like caught in between thing, isn't it? Of like. You know where? Where do you want your success to be? I don't. Or, I don't want to see Adesanya go up. Really, I don't. I, I don't. You know, I wasn't that interested in the Ann fight. Personally, mm, um, mm. yeah, just bring it on. Bring it on. Middleweight is where it's at for Adesanya. Yeah, yeah, uh, I I agree. I like to see the guy standing at the top of the mountain, taking on all comers. Um, 
one last thing about this fight that I just want to, to mention that was different to the Jan Blachowicz fight. I mean, there's many things that were different to it, but Jan Blachowicz, round one, at the very beginning, checking leg kicks. He was checking those leg kicks immediately, and you just have to do it against Izzy. You just have to set yourself up to check leg kicks no matter what, because there were points where Rob was limping a little bit, you know, he was wincing at some of those, and you have to think about how that looks to a judge. That's a guy showing damage. Oh, right they, they, those leg kicks they, they, they were they heavy came, shots Joe they were, they were, they really were heavy, heavy shots uh, and, and I thought, and I thought was Adesanya wearing. was quite I thought Adesanya was quite vicious in this fight like more He's, so than the Vittori fight he certainly started that way uh, he certainly started yeah. by the way I, I also think you know we haven't really looked at this from Adesanya's perspective you know it's been a very Whitaker centric podcast because uh, we love that so man. far yeah. Um, yes of course yeah uh, and I do think Adesanya was kind of just easing off the gas a bit Really, like, yeah. cruising later rounds. And, you know, of course, Rob had made adjustments. Adesanya alluded to those, and he wasn't quite quite finding the same uh, openings. And he was eating jabs. You know, nobody nobody likes that. If you're trying to get your offense off and you're eating stiff jabs off Whitaker, And Whitaker was landing those, you know. That, that was on point. Um, yeah. Adesanya just kind of cruised, cruised away, really. And that viciousness yeah. went, went away. That. Yeah, I mean, you see, you see this in the output of just the leg kicks. Round one, eleven of fourteen. Round two, seven of nine. Round three, three of five. Round four, four of six. And then round five, four of four. Like it's just round one is where he banked a lot of that, put a lot of damage in, dropped Whitaker as well. Um, yeah, I think Izzy was just fantastic, to be honest. And Rob, Rob put up a valiant effort, but he just, I just wasn't wasn't good enough to get it done and there's no shame in that absolutely absolutely um yeah what's next well i think we've got to save what's next uh for the third fight um because i think we've got to content the brewing rising mm. power oh should we should we go to that right now or should we should we just talk about rob next what do we want to see next for him before we uh take take some time off maybe come back in six months See, well, that's what he see, did previously. See how the division looks. It's uh, it's been good for him in the past to do that. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't see any urgency there. Uh, he alluded himself to to potential matchups in the division. You know, there's always somebody coming up. And... I actually I actually think that did his title uh, claim some good. Actually, taking that time off because he was then able to put together a schedule that was uh, quite impressive, to be honest. You know, uh, Till, Cannoneer, uh, Gastelum. All within quite quick succession, you know, for considering his previous output. So that time off to to heal, and then you know he could come back and start that climb again. And I think, again, in most of those matchups, I would favour him. But so yeah, I'd like to see him to take some time off. But for Adesanya, there's a clear contender, uh, Jared, Soul Brother Cannoneer, according to Daniel Cormier. My word, this was hellacious. Yeah, a brutal knockout of Derek Brunson. Um, first off, I thought the fight was going Brunson's way after the first round, in my opinion. And then he seemed to be knocked out on his feet and still moving. So Cannoneer realised, well, I've got to just put him totally to sleep and uh, proceeded to. Um, incredible, Yeah, Yeah, so this was, our, was the, the um, third fight. We have just skipped over one fight there. Um, because it's a part of the middleweight title picture. We will come on to that in a minute. Um, this was, yeah, as we said in our preview, 
Um, second versus third at middleweight. Yeah. And we both picked Derek Brunson, Joe. Yes. As you say, it started started pretty well. Um, he did not Cannonier down, and he, yep. he had his takedown. He had some control. Cannonier, I thought he looked, yeah, a little, uh, a little uneasy off his back uh, in in the first. He looks, he looked tentative. I thought, and he he seemed to be only reacting to Brunson. It seemed to be that whatever Brunson was doing, Cannonier would then react to it rather than trying to lead the dance. And then in the second round, he's just started pushing him back. Well, you know, he initially he initially started making that move to push him back, and then wasn't really throwing much, and then obviously in the second sort of turned it up massively. Well, as much as he turned it up, though, Brunson uh, was back to pre, pre-blonde hair Brunson, and he was so dimen- uh, one-dimensional. Yeah. He was, he was yeah. ducking down, like not... not um, you know, not disguising anything, not setting anything up. He just kept ducking yeah. down for a single leg. And I was wincing every time, Joe. It was getting sloppier yeah. and sloppier. And I was like, is this the Brunson that I've seen on this recent run? Or has it has it got to him? Is something happened in camp? I don't know. But in mm. the end, yeah, somewhere in that second round, he uh, he ate a shot. And the commentators, they did pick up on it, credit to them. He was moving uh, very strangely. Very strange. Last yeah. time I moved like he looked, that, Joe. Jägermeister. He looked gassed. The, uh, <laughs> I was a young man, and wow, I was in no fighting state. I'll tell you that. And and, yeah. and in the end, um, you know, when when the demise did come for Brunson, it was it was fast, violent, and uh, and the corner ended up having to chuck the towel in. I don't know if you caught that one. I, yeah, I did. I did. And you know what? Let's just stop on that for a second. Good on them. Good on them for Absolutely. actually doing something. Absolutely. And I know it came right as it was about to end anyway, but you know what? If that can actually set a precedent of corners, this guy's in trouble, I've got to get him out of there, then they've got to start doing that more. And yeah, it was... Um, Brunson just looked gassed out. And he did this weird thing of like, I'm going for a takedown. Oh no, I'm halfway there and he's nowhere near. I'll just wing a left hand. It's like... I had this thought in my head of like, if Cannonier just wanted to punt him in the head, like just straight kick him in the head there, like, like, like a goalkeeper kicking the ball out of his hand, like he could have done it in that moment. It was, I don't know what Brunson was going for. It was. Well, I think I was, think it was it was a cartoonish chasing around the cage at a certain stage. I, th- I think you alluded to it uh, when you opened this segment that uh, that Brunson he, he ate a shot there. Um, before you know, sometime in the second round or at the end of the first, he, he was just not—he was not right, Joe. He was not right. Mm. Um, yeah, and the the finish was was brutal. I found it very uncomfortable. Um, it, yeah, there were, one shot too many. Yeah, or two, <laughs> or two, two. Yeah, two. yeah. The referee a little bit like not really alert. I think to the danger. The, cut, the the towel had come over the fence before the referee was was down there stopping it, and um, you yeah. know Brunton. I think his brow was was opened up by that last shot. Didn't need to be, but you know, congratulations to Cannonier. Yes, he's next, isn't and he, Joe? Op- he is next. He will be next. Seems like it'll be June. Um, oh, can I just bring this up from the main event as well? Um, Joe Rogan doing the always oh, hurt from a distance and still being wrong was incredible. How does he? When Izzy was holding his right hand, I- I've seen him do that in pretty much every single fight he's done the patting of his right hand he does it all the time 
I don't know whether it's a mind game thing, I don't know whether it's the gloves just uncomfortable and he just needs to reposition it, whatever, or if it's just him resetting in his mind, like, okay, go back to this position, okay, I can go from here. But so incredibly wrong. And then like when Addison is like, no, I'm good, let's go in June, that's open. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And I can't wait, I love the fact you got a champ saying, I'm going to be ready then, are you going to be ready then? That's what I want to see. And Adesanya staking a claim, early claim for um, fighter of the year by lining out his schedule like this. You know, he really needs to fight three times in a year if you're going to be in that uh, reckoning. Um, Cannoneer said so himself. Uh, faced a little bit of adversity. Seems to do that in every single fight uh, at the beginning. And I wouldn't want to do that against Adesanya if I were you, uh, Jared. Because that is... You're asking for it, basically, at that stage, aren't you? Well, without without looking ahead too much, I uh, my stance hasn't really changed on on Cannonier. We we got the fight wrong. Um, yeah, certainly did. I, I'm still looking at looking at Brunson there. I, I think there's a bit more to what happened in that fight than um, yeah, for sure. Than what appears. Any, yeah. Anyway, Joe, what about that uh, co-main? <laughs> bam, my bam, word. Tui Vasa and Derek Lewis. Joe's holding right. his notes here. Let's go. Right. So I've got my notes. So I've got round one. I gave it to Derek Lewis. And then round two, I don't know, Tom, if you can see this here, but I just wrote, oh my God, is literally <laughs> all I put uh, for that round. Joe, uh, let me just highlight uh, likewise to you here. My notes end, end with uh, <laughs> technical <laughs> scrolling and then capital letters. No way. No way. Wow. No way, indeed. That was, that was actually, is that the only heavyweight fight in living memory that actually lived up to billing? You know what? In <laughs> in that in that first round, the, the, the commentators were expressing a bit of doubt. You know, they, I think they made reference to the infamous Engano Lewis one, um, mm. and you know, Lewis was going for a bit of wrestling, and I think some people were like, "Hold on, what's going on here?" But towards the mm. end of that first round, Joe, uh, oh my! I was like, I was calling it. I was done. <laughs> thanks. How did? Thanks for coming how along. How I tied to Ivasa, pinned against the cage. Lewis unloading that big right of his. Clean contact. Very, very um, Brock Lesnar versus uh, Frank Mir, <laughs> where yes, Frank Mir just ended up. You know, uh, that was. Horrible, um, and yeah. I, and I saw the same thing happening there. Tied to Ivasa. Wow, that man can eat a eat a shot, or he did last night. Anyway, are we are we looking at now a legendary Mark Hunt esque chin on Ivasa? This this guy is. But by the way, as he was getting punched, he was getting up and looking angry as well, going like, "I'm getting him back. Like I'm not having this. I am getting him back." And he, I, and also. Tui Vasa, can I? This is something that I was really impressed by by him in the fight. Not just the chin, which is <laughs> almost mythical, um, oh legendary, I should say. The clinch work from Tui Vasa was really impressive. I thought working on Lewis's base, you know, working him along at his in, in you know controlling the position was really impressive. And then in that second round. The rocking and the rolling, the swanging and the banging. It was clean. Clean, clean shots. It, it was. But, Joe, who was winning the fight up until the knockout? 
Does it matter? <laughs> <laughs> it's all distant memory now, but I thought Lewis was looking great. Um, I love to I see him well. mixing in those trips. That I, I enjoyed that very much. And I thought Lewis was just getting onto his game there. If it wasn't, I mean, in that exchange before Lewis uh, eventually ate the bow, we haven't actually talked about the finish there where Lewis, it was one of those like, oh God, you know, get the paramedics in there because the way he went Is down. It- it was a bit of a weird one as well because I felt like that elbow wasn't like it wasn't a hel- it wasn't like a elbow. This wasn't like you know the sort of Jeremy Steven. Well, Jeremy Stevens hasn't knocked anyone out in a long time, but do you know what I mean? That sort of heavy elbow knockout. It just he just seemed to land it clean and was the cherry on top more than anything of just sending Lewis face down well, ass up. It, but even in that in that exchange I had Lewis I had Lewis on top. I thought I was just waiting for Ty to go down. Like that that he was in Lewis's he was in his home, you know. He was where yeah. Chris Dorcas was just a few weeks back. And yeah. uh, so it was a sh- that was why it's particularly shocking to me uh, to watch Lewis go down like that, that slow motion, you know, to head forwards. Um mm. you, you know, it was one that like it was quite it was concerning. Obviously, yeah. thank God, Lewis, he, he, he seems fine. Lewis in Houston, Joe. It's one of those mythical fighters, uh, but not in sea a level game. cane. Sea level cane. Yeah. yeah. Full, full Camp Mendes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not looking good for Derek in H-Town, but um, yeah, it's an interesting one for Lewis because he's 38 years old. So in most divisions, you'd be writing him off, but in heavyweight. As was shown in the prelims, you can keep going for quite a bit longer. But let me just let me not very much. Let me just check you there, Joe. You're putting years on the man. He's uh, he's 37. He's a fresh chicken, uh, a young buck. <laughs> I think not a veritable. He is indeed up and comer. You know what? Heavyweight. Sorry to uh, Mr. Lewis there, but um, yeah, it's all right. Should we just put it out there? Title. We've asked a title contender. <laughs> what well, are we going to have to say it? I mean, for sure, this is the. Oh the my big, god! You seem so di- you seem so disturbed by that. <laughs> <laughs> you had a real existential dread on your face there, of like the guy that got mounted by Spivak. It's crazy. It's, it's, yeah. cr- it's crazy. Uh, Ty Ty is great, uh, and it's a huge moment for him. The biggest win of his career. I want to see at least one more fight. At least yes. one more. Um, before we start talking about a, a matchup, I mean, Joe, how would you fancy him against the likes of, say, Curtis Blades? Well, oh God, no, I don't, I don't fancy that. But then also, I feel like Blades is a long way from a title shot, anyway. Um, well, Blades, he really does, Curtis does have a habit of uh, <laughs> of going in as a strong favourite and then getting clipped with an uppercut whilst he's shooting. I wouldn't rule yeah. that out again because it's happened with such frequency for Blades, you know, obviously twice twice to Ingarno and once to the man, Derek Lewis. Lewis. Yeah, yeah I, I'll let, let's see how he gets through the Dorcas fight first before um, before I really want to sort of book the Blades Tui Vasa fight. I know Tui Vasa's probably going to take a bit of time off because he's had quite a, a busy schedule uh, recently. Uh, by the way, five, five wins in a row now for Tui Vasa, all by knockout. Amazing. It's just... What a turnaround. Um, I'm trying to think. Maybe the winner of the Aspinall-Volkov fight might be quite interesting for him uh, as a potential... It's certainly it's contender. certainly interesting, and I think he would prefer a fight like that than, uh, than one against Curtis Blades. Um, and that would be yeah. a legitimate um, legitimate step on the way up. Yeah. 
Yeah. So sure. I'd say something like that. Maybe yeah. I, I would go with something like that for uh, for Tuivasa for Lewis. Take a bit of time off and just smoke some jabroni in uh, later on in the year. I would say, pal, and then uh, back come back do do your thing. That yeah. So you mean because uh, right. I'm always going to watch him. Yeah. I will always watch Derek Lewis. He is a freak among freaks. So uh, always excited to watch him. Right, should we go down to the tie-breaking fight between me and you in our predictions? Mm-hmm. And let's talk about you got that, it right. Let's, yes, you got it right. Tell me more, Renato Moicano. But you could have got it more correct, yeah. couldn't you? We realised this after the fact that <sighs> it was so it obvious, was, Joe. It was so it obvious. Was, <laughs> it was so obvious. Um, I mean, first off, I'm not going to acknowledge you as the champion. You're a paper champ uh, due to the fact of the second recording. The first recording is still out there in dodgy form you're not the real champ but that's another issue mysteriously uh, cor- m- mysteriously corrupted that file uh, the uh, first recording <laughs> so it's a dirty game out there but that's what you've got to do if you're going to be the champ joe and that's what you know I what I, you are indeed the champ i'll give it to you this time but moicano it was so obvious wasn't it he was going to knock him down and submit him like and then when you saw it happen it was like how did i not see that it was plain as day. I mean, we got Bobby Green correct, and we'll get to that in a second, but that was obvious as well. Hernandez, uh, I just put here for my notes, Hernandez is a bust. So e- so chinny, easy to tag, doesn't evade at all. Scathing. Awful performance. Awful performance from Hernandez. Well, I mean, he's going to be, a, like, his athleticism is such that he's going to be, you know, he, he deserves to, well, not deserves, but he will be hovering around the outside of the rankings and upsetting a few a few guys here and there. Is he though? Is he because he's lost to he's lost to guys who are in that position. He lost to Dober. Well, I I I got Dober. I got Dober. See, I got Dober in the kind of ten to fifteen area. You know, whereas Hernandez, oh, okay. I'm talking. He's like he's lurking. It's like you're, all right. You build in momentum. You, you, uh, you've got a good jujitsu game, and uh, you're just about to break through the rankings, and then you come up against this guy. He he is an athlete. Um. Get him out the fucking UFC. I've had enough of him. Just get him out. I've had enough of it. Like he, he I, I'm sorry. I, I, my analysis before it was pretty much spot on, wasn't it? Admires his work too much and stays and is basically his head is there on the center line the whole time. Even when he's coming in at an angle, it's like his head is just still in the same position. It's just. Yeah, and Moicano, by the way, how the fuck did that guy ever make featherweight now that I was thinking about it? That guy's huge. He, um, he he is he's he's, yeah. uh, he's tall anyway, um, and yeah. as much as we're kind of uh, ra- railing now against uh, against Hernandez, uh, the fight was always going the way that it that it went. But Moises still has st- still <laughs> looks vulnerable to me to counter hooks. Uh, there were Moicano. Uh, sorry, yeah, uh, Moicano. Apologies, yeah, Renato. Uh, an aspiring lawyer at one point, uh, Joe, I should say. The guy, you know that? Renato Maicuano, he dropped out of law school to become, become a cage fighter. Oh, really? Comes from a wealthy Brazilian family. and uh, oh, I'm sure he could go back to school at some stage, but yeah. Well, he's been uh, taking guys to school in the UFC. Um, but, as I say, I still, I, there was still that, like, wait a sec, you know. Like, I need, the, hmm. I need you to hold it together here, Thiago. Um, hmm. Because, yeah, he, he, he like... That shot was there. That was, shot yeah. was there. Um, but the first round, Joe, how, how did you score it? You, you had my actually, actually, yeah. actually did give it to Hernandez. Oh wow! I gave it to Moicano with the okay. with the takedowns and with the threat 
of, of I did I did initially write Hernandez scratch out, then put Moicano and scratch that, and then went back to Hernandez all in the space of five seconds. Um, they had that takedown that sort of led to scrambling, and then, um, you know, Moicano landed some big shots. I thought from Hernandez admiring his own work, but I thought Hernandez's sort of uh, frequency and sort of um, was sort of winning the round for me. But again, I just, I just don't, I just don't see the point of Hernandez being in the UFC. I don't see the point of him being on pay-per-view main cards at this point. He should no. go back down, work his way back up in front of nobody, build up a bit of a winning record. Because one win, like his last four fights before this was lost one, won one, lost one, won one. It's just, that's not a record enough for me to get you onto a, a position like this. And there's not, the performances just aren't there for me either. What about uh, the, the lawyer to be? Hanato Moicano. What, who's next for Moicano? What do you? How do you see? That's three three wins now uh, in his new division. What, what's next? What's next for him in lightweight? Well, uh, who who's who hasn't got a matchup at lightweight at the moment? And who's kind of just outside the rankings? Do you think that? Um, not enough. Not enough for you just yet. Then to see him come up into the rankings. Let me, I think let me maybe chuck one some, more win. Let me put some names out there for you. Uh, Brad Riddell. Diego Ferreira, Gamrot, Gillespie, Fiziv. You know what? Nope. I would... No, not Fiziv. He's lost to Fiziv already. Uh, I. You know what? I'm, I will say... How about... How about Isma Gulov? How about him? Awesome. It, it, it makes sense. It would be an interesting matchup with uh, their respective games. Oh. So sign me up for that. Wins yeah, that one, Joe. He's not knocking on the door, isn't he, for the, for the top 15? Who uh, Moicano? He's not yeah. knocking on the door for it. No, he he would be with a win over. Isabel oh, he would Gulov, be for me. Yeah, I I would say so. Yeah, I would say. Just so. what, I'm even. just trying to say one win away from you know breaking through. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I think that I think that's about right. I think that's about right. Should we talk about the opener of the uh, main card? Nick? Let's do it. Thirty twenty-seven to Bobby Green. We both had him by decision. Played out exactly as as we thought he was going to. Did you have it all three rounds, Bobby Green? I had it thirty twenty-seven, Bobby the King Green. I want to see him in a nice big spot for his next fight. It was a smooth performance. Hack Paras, sorry, um, sort of played into his game quite perfectly. And actually, there's a name that you mentioned before that I want to see next for Bobby Green. Bobby Green versus Brad Riddell is exactly what I want next. I think (laughs) that that would be a bang. That does sound good, doesn't it? Yeah. That hold on, I'm talking. Fight night main event. Hold on, I'm talking, brother. Official stamp. Fight night main event. I love it. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, Hank Press, you you can face Hernandez to see who leaves the UFC. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I don't have anything else to say about this fight. I thought it played out exactly. I thought Green... Uh, do you know what was actually... Uh, I'll say this just... Uh, I'm slightly rambling here, but so I apologise. So, Green at points landed three to four jabs in a row without much... Split, split you know, in the guard, Joe. Uh, I was yeah. I was thinking... I was thinking to myself, oh, this, is, yeah, this is a good fight. Oh, all right, nice high guard from... Uh, from your man Hack Parast, um, he's doing he's doing well. Uh, he's doing well to blocks at some of these. Oh, wow, that's that's a lot of blood. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, yeah. it became pretty apparent that he was splitting the guard at will and was yeah. just sprinting away from Hack Parast by the end, who, uh, who 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 looked pretty messy after the fight. Yeah, it was. Uh, there was points where he landed, uh, if I remember correctly, three 
Five to six shot combos from Bobby Green just landed clean with nothing coming back. Beautiful. A lot of swing and a missing from Hack Press. And this was something that I realized as well when watching it was that Hack Press had his hands up and he was leaning forward a bit, whereas Bobby Green was upright with his hands down. So when Hack Press is throwing, Green has not as far to sort of evade it because Hack Press was headhunting as well. He was just swinging at that head the whole time. When the body's right there. He's swinging at his head, so Green only has to move back a little bit. Whereas when Green throws, Hack Press has to go from leaning forward into upright all the way back. So he's got an extra step to go to evade. It, it, Green's hands were so much quicker as well. It was it was just it was easy work for him really. And I'm delighted for him that he's getting these big spots. I'm delighted that the crowd are behind him now. You know when they were chanting Bobby, and I was I was really happy for him. This was a I thought this was a really good moment of seeing the experienced guy getting his moment and putting on a fantastic performance absolutely all credit to Bobby Green uh, yeah um, what more can be said about that fight exactly exactly should we move on to the prelims I know you haven't had the uh, time to sort of go through them but I can just give you a, a couple um, sort of uh, standout moments if you uh, if you want from the uh, that would be excellent prelims. for the listeners yeah okay now fight of the night happened on the early prelims Douglas Silva de Andrade versus uh, Sergei Morozov in the bantamweight division it delivers yet again this was a incredible fight back and forth Morozov busted up Deandrage badly it was a deep deep gash you know Nate Diaz versus Masvidal level gash not that bad but it was deep gash in the brow and Deandrage bro he comes back and he drops Morozov three times in the second round and then subs him it was absolutely brilliant, hellacious fight. Treat yourself, listeners. Treat yourself, Tom, this afternoon and get that fight. Fight of the night. No no question for you, Joe. No, no question at all. No question. The only other thing I would have maybe have given it to was maybe Cannoneer Brunson. I was had that sort of back and slight back and forth element, but nothing like this. This was absolutely brilliant. Um, Roxanne Modafferi, uh in the flyweight division losing to Casey O'Neill. Um this is her retirement fight, and <laughs> I can't say it. Uh, you know, Casey O'Neill cutting the ally of Quinter, don't you dare fucking boo me uh, promo, which was great. Uh, Love that. Oh, by the way, promo of the night, can, I think we can agree. Uh, Jared Cannonier. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed it for sure. Greatly, <laughs> uh, which I will mention again later when we talk about the uh, fight night preview. But I, I gotta say, Roxanne Maldaferi doing her retirement promo. I got a little bit emotional. I'm not going to lie. It was, she's not the best fighter. I think we can all agree on that, particularly in that division. I don't want to disrespect her in, in any way whatsoever would it, at all. But uh, a pioneer in women's MMA and got a, a good send-off, even in defeat, and put on a good scrappy performance. And um, Casey O'Neill put on a uh, fine performance to uh, defeat her there. Kyla Phillips defeating Marcelo Rojo who is a bum and should never have been on the main card, much like Anthony Hernandez. Uh, Phillips there dominating for three rounds and finishing with a triangle armbar. I would recommend that just to see uh, what Phillips is capable of. Uh, What else happened on there? Blood Diamond, Israel Adesanya's mates, early prelims. (laughs) A bizarre fight where Jeremiah Wells started the fight by running along the cage, literally running, circling the cage, tripping... Blood Diamond goes to engage and falls into a takedown from Wells, who then proceeds to beat him up and send him to sleep with a uh, rear naked choke. 
Oh dear. And oh dear. that's about it, really. Carlos, Carlos Allberg being Feb, uh, Fabio Charant uh, on the prelims. That is uh, Adesanya's mate. Bisping was uh, keen to point out this guy used to, uh, used to be a male model and is now a light heavyweight uh, <laughs> uh, contender. Um, I can see the city kickboxing influence, but uh, just doesn't have that sort of killer instinct and was happy to play it safe. I think down to the fact that his last fight in the UFC went a bit hard and gassed out and uh, lost so he's playing a bit safe in this one and uh, Sharan just wasn't on his level really and uh, was a bit of a punching bag Rojo and Sharan playing the punching bag roles early on the prelims for these two potential up-and-comers in their division um, anything else we want to talk about from this card oh I want to ask you to, I'm going to stop talking in a second commentary give me your thoughts on it Commentary. Um, well, again, like one is always influenced by the commentary, and I haven't listened back without the commentary. Um, seems to be a lot of uproar about Bisping. Why? Because he's good. Because <laughs> he's English. I, th- I think is the what, <laughs> okay. main main reason, from what I can see. Um, yeah. Yeah. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. No. Quite neutral about I, it all, really. I, I thought it was. Good when it when it needed to be, and when it was bad, I kind of just zoned it out to be honest. So it wasn't wasn't. I found Cormier to be not as irritating as it usually is when Rogan is there. Um, yeah, that was that's about mainly my takeaway from the uh, commentary. Um, to be honest, so shall yeah. shall we look ahead to uh, next weekend's fight night card? Should we talk about the fight night? Yes, let's talk about the fight night cards. Uh, headlines now no longer by uh, Fazeev versus RDA, but now by Jamal Hill versus Johnny Walker. Um, yeah, what can we really say? Not a whole lot. I think this will be a brief discussion, listeners. Uh, you know, email in with any <laughs> any queries. Because I think on the, yeah. on this card, really, there's not a lot to draw attention to. Uh, take that back, because our boy, Joaquin Buckley, is fighting on this, uh, Against, on this card. Yeah. So, uh, Al, again, Abdul Rasak Al Hassan, uh, or one-time explosive fighter, uh, in, yes. in his own right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna ease off on the pressure on uh, on Buckley. I, let's get him on the on. get him on the mic as much as possible, and uh, and I really hope he has a nice moment in this. Now, in this fight. Tom's just referenced it. Tom's just referenced it. Everyone loves Buckley for the kick, the spin kick where he knocked out. But ad- but actually, night. Joe, you know, he's more than just one kick. This man. He is a promo machine. I'm about. I'm going to play it now for the listeners. I'm going to drop this in. Joaquin Buckley's fire promo after Excellent. being that jabroni Jordan Jordan Wright. Did you sense that the end was near? Uh, yes, sir. I mean, when I seen his eyes roll back in the back of his head, you know, I'm a nice guy, man. He's a nice guy. That's why I didn't want to hurt him. But, you know, it's other dudes out there that I want to fight who talking that nonsense, and I really want to give it to him. Because when I hurt him, the referee can't save him. And y'all know who I'm talking about. Who are you talking about? Yeah, I know who I'm talking about. Look at my name on YouTube. You will see him. He's the only person talking stuff. I don't need to give his name out. Just do your homework, and you know who I'm talking about. Fight I, Island, I, I, January I, I, 23rd. I know who it is. It's James Krause. I just wanted to hear you say You it. can say it. I ain't going to okay. say his name. <laughs> All right, listen, Joaquin Buckley, it's about you tonight, sir. Yeah, uh, not much on this. I'll tell you what, I'll run through the fights going from the uh, bottom up. Uh, pick a name, Okay. And then we'll go through some uh, new stuff just very quickly. Sounds great. Uh, jo- Joaquin Buckley, Abdul Razak Al Hassan. Let's let's go, Joaquin. Back. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go, Buck. Yeah. Let's go. Jim Miller versus Nicholas Motta. I poor Jim. Uh, 
Motta. Come on. Decision. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Jim Miller. Uh, Parker Porter versus Alan <laughs> Bordeaux. I actually don't know who these guys are. Parker Porter, Joe, come on, get it right. This guy, this guy, substantial mass to him, and he's going to use that mass to advantage and land a knockout on Bordeaux. Okay, Uh, what's the next one there? We've got Kyle Dawkins versus Jamie Pickett. Dawkins just had that fight with Kevin Holland, didn't he? Yeah, I'm going Dawkins by headbutt. Okay, cool. (laughs) That sounds great. And then uh, Johnny Walker versus Jamal Hill. Well, we find Hill here in the position that Walker was himself at one point. He's uh, catching some fire now. He's got some great hands on him. Um, cuts a fun promo on himself too. So, yeah. New- he had the loss to uh, Paul Craig as well. Um, hey, Joe. There's no, there's no shame in losing to... No, no, Real what great. I'm saying is the sort of the, the the derailing of the hype train a little bit, you know. But he came back, Joe. The performance over Jimmy Crute was a great... That's true, great, yeah. Great show from Jamal Hill. Um, I think, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not writing off Johnny Walker just yet, but I feel like the momentum is with Hill, and he does, he, he does yeah. have, uh, he does have some nice striking up there at light heavyweight. More strikers, bring it on. Um, Indeed. So I, yeah, I'll go with, I'll go Jamal Hill. How we, are we, we see a knockout there, Joe? Or is that a decision? Yeah, fuck it. Why not uh, knockout? Um, yeah, Jamal Hill by knockout for me. All right, uh, just very quickly, we're going to go through a couple little news things that have come up. Um, Nate Diaz in the news announcing that he wants Dustin Poirier as his retirement fight so he can, quote, get out of this fight game. Tom, how much do you believe that he wants to have this so he can get out of the fight game or so he can have a lucrative boxing match with Jake Paul? I think, I mean, Diaz uh, long harboured desires to pursue creative endeavours, I am sure. Painting, Mm. writing, (laughs) um, I can picture it all. But the book of Diaz, the, yeah. the, the great book of Diaz. However, um, I think meme meme style boxing is his natural home, and he's you know gravitating to that as soon as possible. Not particularly interested in that potential match matchup you've mentioned there with Poirier, but I've had, with Dustin, yeah, but I've heard Poirier is is down for it. Do you think Poirier? You know, we said before you've earned you've earned your stripes. You're not in the you're not you're not up for a yeah. shot of the belt again anytime soon. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I totally agree. I think Diaz is obviously wanting to get out of this contract so he can go off and uh, do his mean boxing thing. I think probably also fight for Bellator a couple times. Perhaps you know he's got that relationship with Coca, um, or the Diaz brothers have that relationship with Coca, and I think that was partly why UFC didn't want to let Nate and Nick fight their contracts out at the same time because I think uh, Coca would have cut quite the deal for them, and. Um, yeah, and quickly on Dustin Poirier saying that he doesn't want a fourth Connor fight, which is great, and he doesn't want to fight Covington because, quote, if that happened, I'd be going to jail. <laughs> that's that's. Yeah, I actually have that pulled up right now, Joe. I was watching him, uh, watching those comments. That's uh, wow. There's some there's some menace to that. Um, he doesn't like him, does he? <laughs> I, I get in that impression, and. Um, some people have interpreted this as uh, Dana White not needing to pay them to fight. So we could see it. <laughs> Parking lot Cheap. outside a future event. Yeah, real real WWE vibes, you know, the sort of parking lot brawl. Yeah, I would, I'd, I'd be down for watching that. Um, yeah, I'm not interested in watching them fight at welterweight, those two. Um, I know Dustin's very big for lightweight, but 
I don't know, I'm just, just not that bothered. I just don't, I don't want to see Covington get dragged into these fights. I want him to see him in contender fights. Joe, he's a contender. Yeah, Joe. I mean, what I'd say is that this is these guys are one six fivers. No, isn't that's the kick, yeah. kick off inaugural decision? Poirier versus Covington. Wow, I'm interested. But as yeah. as it is with the weight divisions and their prospective standings, nah, that, it's, it's okay. I'll I'll, I'll let yeah. it go. I'll let it go. Absolutely. And uh, what was the what was the other thing that he? Uh, that he said, "Oh yeah, about the Connor fight. He's t- okay, I guess he's doing that Khabib thing of uh, I beat the narcissist, so I'm going to beat him even further by not fighting him, by letting him know that the last thing that uh, happened between us was me leaving him on the ground, prone and vulnerable. So um, good for him, good for him, good for the, and, good uh, for the sport, I, good for the sport. I, and you know what? I love that sort of mentality of just like I'm a true fighting man. I'm in a I'm in this organization for fighting proper fighters." You can say what you like about Nate Diaz, but he does come down to properly scrap when he does fight, even if it isn't the most refined uh, elements of the art form. But, hey, I'm cool with that. Right. Um, listeners, thank you for joining us uh, on this uh, review of UFC 271. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. And uh, we will be back next Monday to uh, talk about Jamal Hill versus Johnny Walker, I'm sure. She'll be frothing at the mouth to tuck into that bad boy. Tom, is there anything else you want to say before uh, before we sign off? I just wanted to share my love for the great nation of Belgium, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is our, our prime listener base right now. So appreciate that, guys. Thank uh, you, yes. Val, in, uh, in Dutch. I don't know how your French is, Joe. You want to sign off with a little... With, with some Dutch? Well, uh, our French would do. Do we know where in Belgium these guys are coming from? Uh, no, I'll, I'll try and dig in a bit further. So tell you what, boys, uh, and, and ladies, of course, of, of Belgium. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure the women are listening to this. <laughs> I, yeah. I think that might be it, you know, I think that might be our niche, the ladies of Belgium. We're here for you, <laughs> okay, it's a big tent, and uh, <laughs> feel free to write in. Thanks a lot, Joe, it's been a great pleasure talking with you about the card, and speak to you next week around the same time. Next episode, Can't wait. next Monday, hopefully. Yes, see you then.